situation Tone the referees of both worlds Welcome to a test of both worlds R. Kelly We are back on the Kings of Sports And let me tell you guys This is something that we've been looking forward to For at least a month or so now uh, When uh, one of our guests today hit me up And was like, hey, uh, you know we, we, we need to talk again because we haven't talked in a while. And I was like, well, you know, last time I came on your home turf. This time you can come on my home turf and, and, and we can break bread and, and, and enjoy some conversation. And, and so uh, we missed them uh, last week. Uh, and uh, those that heard the show last week knows that uh, Marcus is the more responsible and the more organized of the two kings. And so I, I put it upon my light-skinned uh, cohort to, to arrange this meeting this week. And so Marcus did the damn thing, and, and we are proud to announce that this week we are joined by fellow podcasters and, and friends of the program. We got Ephraim Guzman in the house, and of course, Eve DeCannon Sandin from the Atomic Podcast in the building. What is going on today, fellas? Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, Brother Nate? What's going on, Marcus? Uh, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? Brother Nate, Brother Good. Marcus, how's everything going? Doing well. Oh, man, everything is everything. Glad to have you guys on the show. You know, for those that uh, are, are, are listeners of the Atomic Podcast, and I don't know why you wouldn't be, uh, I made an appearance, I believe it was earlier this year. Uh, yeah. Could have been could have been late last year. You know how time gets away from me sometimes. But uh, on that show, we had a good discussion. So uh, I was like, you know what, let's, let's keep the party going. And, and uh, being that Marcus and I discussed – uh, some NBA moves early on in the show. Let's start there. Let's start in New York. Uh, both E and the Cannon are up in New York City. And yes, I guess New York. the big news coming out of the NBA draft last week was the disappointment and, and the, the despair from Knicks Nation on the selection of Kristaps Porzingis. Okay. Uh, brothers, what, what did you think about that move when it happened and, and all the noise, I'm sure, that has been going on in, in New York ever since that draft pick? Well, okay. First of all, let me just say you got the name right. Um, Cannon, you take yeah. this away. <laughs> yeah, okay. Look, I, I haven't gotten the name right. Let me take my time with this. And um, I did a podcast, was it a couple of days ago, E? Was it two days ago? Regarding this whole yeah, situation. And you guys are, I don't know, you just said disappointment. I don't feel like it's a disappointment, and I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. I think Phil Jackson knows exactly what he's doing. Seriously, I mean, I know all that Zen guru stuff, you know, people are going to just say, eh, whatever. <laughs> Besides that, he does not, and I'm going to take it to another level, he does not want that whole, I just say, thug element going forward with his Knicks organization. I mean, look who we had. I mean, not to say that, you know, Orlando Woolridge, the, before the, uh, the, kid, the kid that was he drafted before or he was after the, the, Knicks, um, the Knicks draft? Uh, you said Orlando Woolridge. You don't know to the 80s? How far back are you going here? Oh, I said Orlando Woolridge. I meant. The, 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 oh, Tim Hardaway? Tim Hardaway Jr. That was the kid that, got, that was going to draft before him. Well, he got picked up before. Oh, Oak for? Not Okafor. I forgot the other kid's name. Well, let me let me not go there. Let me just so okay. You see that he got rid of Shumpert. He got rid of J.R. Smith. He doesn't want that kid to be sitting on World Star rapping. He wants the kid to be focused in playing the game and learning the triangle offense. I mean, we had a, there's a bunch of plays that he could have got from the draft, but he decided to go with this kid. He's seven feet, what two twenty ish around that time. I mean, 
the kid is not bad. The kid could be the next Dirt Nowinski. Like, but I don't wait, see. Here's, uh, the, here's the irony, though. You mentioned World Star Hip Hop. What video came mm-hmm. out after the draft for Porzingis? Him <laughs> well, yeah, rapping and talking rapping, about right? Warsaw hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, I, you know, and I and I c- catch myself saying that, but I'm not saying that he he's not going to sit there and make diss records like freaking Shumpert. Looks, I hope like. so. I, I hope not. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. <laughs> Shumpert was sitting there making this like he doesn't want that element. He wants to go a new route. I mean, come on, look, look, come on, think about it. I know you guys. I don't know if you guys are Nick fans or Nick watchers. When is the best the the uh, the last best season of the Knicks have? Has been. I'll wait. Um, as a former Nick watcher, it's um been a while. Yeah, yeah you're gonna yeah. say a while. Pre-Melo, Patrick Ewing. No, it's been yeah, exactly it's been after that. Think about it, yo. Look at look at look at the whole. The, we had from the eight the, the eighty late eighties early ninety ish. You got the Patrick Ewings, and you know then they had the Charles Oakley era with um you know Mason. Then it went from the Stephon Marberries and the. Spree Wells, and even though they went to the finals twice, that in, in within those two thousand years, but still, it's like, what have the Knicks has done lately? I, I believe in Phil Jackson. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And look at that, you know, it's coincidentally that um, the Knicks and the Mets are the same color. So, like, you know, usually teams <laughs> with orange and blue don't succeed far in the New York. You know, talk about Phil Jackson, you know, knowing what he's doing. Well, uh, one guy that didn't think Phil Jackson knew what he was doing and he made his feelings known, Cannon, was uh, Carmelo Anthony. So my question to you is, uh, how long is Carmelo Anthony going to be in New York? Is he going to finish his career wearing those Knicks days, colors? His days are numbered. Trust me, his days are numbered. Let me tell you something. You can't build a triangle offense around that guy. Absolutely not. Absolutely. He's a volume shooter. He's a volume shooter. He just shoots the ball. He's not a scorer. He doesn't. You never notice. He doesn't really make the team better. And when he's playing, he just makes like he scores. He puts points on the board so the, the team can win. But how is he actually making anyone better on that team with his presence, leadership? Nothing. I sit there and watch these Knicks games. I, I've I've gone to Nick game. Let's say almost every year for the past seven years. Last year I didn't even go. I couldn't do it to myself. I just couldn't do it. It's just seeing the, wow. it's just painfully watching these them on TV. I don't even watch it on MSG, which is Madison Square Garden for the people that don't know. I just can't. I can't do it. I just couldn't. It just burnt me. It's just watching them play. Well, net season so far is not shaping up to be uh, much better. You, you um, see, that's another thing. It, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen. It's not, probably not even going to happen within four seasons. But it's going to happen. And that's the whole purpose of rebuilding. We can't want that. You know, it's like the whole microwave syndrome. You know, we want the microwave. We put the food in the microwave and it just nukes the food. But, you know, in the middle, sometimes it's cold still. <laughs> we got to put it in the oven. We got to let the food marinate, let the juices flow. And then, you know, we're, then we're going to end up doing something <laughs> in the near future. Where's the problem? Your food's going to go bad because Phil only has so many years left on him, even as a, <laughs> as a general manager. I think that he, by the time he's, I don't know if he's going to leave or whatever the case is, if he croaks or whatever the case is, something's oh, going to happen God. within the Knicks. <laughs> I'm t- and me personally, Derek Fisher got to go. Derek Fisher has to go. Oh, I, I mean, I mean, it's not Fisher's fault that he got stuck with this team. But why is it when the team does good, they always, they, they don't usually, pr- they, when a team does bad, they always they say it's the players. When the team does good, they always say it's the coach. 
Not always the case. I mean, look at Stott Brooks in Oklahoma City. Even when the team did great, they still found reasons to attack Stott Brooks yeah, and his that, strategy. That is true. Same with Del Negro, the Clippers. I mean, the Clipper team had 50-plus wins, and he got canned because I, I think people that, realized he wasn't a good coach. That's the NBA now, though. It seems like 50 wins, you're done. 50 wins as a coach, they kick you out. It wasn't like that back then. Now, they, back then, they, they give you some time to you know at least try to mold. If they see you, you know, stinking it up, then they let you go. But 50 wins? Come on, Scott Brooks. Scott, look, come on, look what they did. I mean, granted, they weren't as great as they were past couple of seasons, but I'm gonna tell you know. what would what would worry me the most uh, besides Phil Jackson, besides Derek Fisher, uh, besides you know Porzingis, and you know because I, th- I think Porzingis might end up being a good player, might end up being a great player, but it's gonna take a few seasons. It's not gonna happen it's, overnight. It's I don't even think it's gonna happen next next year but the thing that would worry me the most as a uh as a uh knicks fan which i'm not thank god i got my own problems with the hawks but uh is it's boy your boy james dolan and 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 the other part of that is is what's up with him and isaiah thomas like they either got to be real good friends or isaiah got some pictures somewhere because this man just keeps getting (laughs) checks from james dolan Still, it's still. I'm telling you, I don't know. It's, he knows something, probably. I don't know, but I know. I, I, I don't even want to talk about Isaiah and the Knicks because that was another dark moment in in Nick history when Isaiah Thomas was over there. Uh, he's still in the building. He, he might not be with the Knicks, but he's still in the building as the uh, the new president of the Liberty. <laughs> what, which boggles my mind. I mean, I don't know. You guys watch WNBA? I, I don't know. I don't, uh, no, I, I can't tell that. Again. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what like I think. That's the last time I seen a WNBA game. That was years. Jeez. I don't know. It, I think it, it just... Juana Man might have been the last time I watched some WNBA. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> was, she on that, was she on that team? No, she wasn't on that team. She wasn't, she wasn't on the Liberty one. No, nah, she was on the uh, Charlotte. It was the Charlotte Banshees. They had oh to make up a, a, a whole new team for the for the move. <laughs> oh my god! Crazy. I was just taking it way back. <laughs> That's crazy. You just prove our age right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I, I forget from the last time we talked, fellas. In terms of uh, football, were you guys Giants fans or Jets fans? Well, well, oh, I, I know he's probably I green. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting green, but I'm done. To be honest with you, I'm, wait, I'm, I'm wait, done. wait. What? Why? Yeah, Marcus is a Jets fan too. You, you, oh, you're a Jets. Come on, let let's let's be honest. Like, <laughs> let's be honest here. Like, I, <sighs> they're heading in the right direction. And you, you think so? I, I was from what they numbers. did this offseason, I think so. Uh, what what they acquired? Um, now, uh, refresh my memory. Who they acquired, re- re- regardless? Um, the Jets, because well, it started at the top. They never defended at GM. Brought in a new coach, which they needed to do. Uh, they had Brandon Marshall. Um, they still have Geno, unfortunately. Yeah, Revis Island. They got, the defense is really. I mean, they brought in Todd Bowles, who's it was the defensive mastermind behind the Cardinals. But I mean, they had brought back Revis. They brought back Cromarty. Um, they, they signed yeah, Buster yeah. Screen as at corner. He was at uh, the Browns, I think. Um, so they've added three in the secondary, and then up front, drafting Leonard Williams to. I mean, their front seven was already pretty good to begin with, but adding him out of UFC, out of uh, USC, um, so they're 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 headed in the right direction. 
And defensively, is Vic still there? Is Vic, is Vic gone or he, he's still uh, there? Vic is gone. Vic is gone. Okay. Now let me pose this question to you. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Gino, yeah. what do you think about him? I not, mean, not good. Not good. Not no. not even decent. Not even decent quarterback. <laughs> not even second string decent quarterback. I, I he, he's second string decent. He's not starter in New York decent. He's not. No, he's not there not yet. Starting. No, absolutely not. Things that he was doing last season, I didn't know what was going on. I thought it was like the blooper reel of. Um, America's Most Funniest Videos, because it's like, what is going on? Why didn't you think they let Vic play a little bit more? Which I don't understand. Um, also not as good. I mean, he's also pretty... Vic is pretty not as, of course, not as it used to be since, you know, his whole situation went down. But still, I think he would be a better quarterback to start besides Gino. But I mean... Well, I mean, I think at that point, at, at some point in the season, they realized the season was done. So if you're going to develop a quarterback... You need to give Gino the reps as opposed to Vic, who's not going to be the future. At, at Vic is what thirty-five now, almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but, I mean, you gotta let let Gino get the reps while he can because he's the one you're invested in. Where Vic was a free agent after this year, and you know he's currently uh, unemployed for a reason. Oh man, I think they give Michael Vic a lot of. I think he can still throw the ball. I mean, he still can throw the ball. I think he can still run, but I mean. They're all putting this emphasis on Gino, and I don't know. They don't. They don't look like they're developing Gino, to be honest with you. I don't see it. Well, I, I mean, don't see it. The, the big issue was Gino had no one to throw to, and that wasn't his fault. Um, right. And so they're at least trying now to get people around him. Between adding Eric Decker last season and Brandon Marshall this season, they at least now have two quality receivers. That's something that Gino never had. That's something that Mark Sanchez honestly never had um, when he was around, and that was yeah, that was when Sanchez guy. got crushed towards the end. Well, he overrated, but he had him the two AFC title games. I mean, that's yes, he did. Considering yes, he did. who he was throwing to, uh, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. But now you you got two legitimate receivers to go along with uh, a collection of running backs, including Stephen Ridley and Zach Stacy and Chris Ivory. So I, I think they have some talent there. I, I just I ultimately it's gonna come down to quarterback. It's gonna come down to. So do you think I should stay one more season? I think how it one is? more season. I'm jump, I was I was about to, I'm jumping bandwagon. You know I'm jumping to the Giants. I mean might as well or the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Screw it. Why not? Go back like, to Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean Rex isn't a quarterback either. That's that, that's that's his issue. He's got this great defense, but he's he's that EJ Manuel. Um, I take EJ Manuel over Gino though. No, I wouldn't. Come on. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. I don't like Gino. I don't know something about him. He rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. I just he just doesn't do it for me. He's not Joe Namath. I don't know. I don't see it. I think nobody's Joe Namath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it. I mean, it. I, I'm not saying uh I'm not saying EJ's a, a any type of world beater quarterback, but in terms of what I've seen, I think EJ might be slightly better than Gino, uh, which, you know, you do all this talk about Gino. I don't think he's going to be the uh, opening day starter. I think it's going to be your boy, uh, Mr. Harvard. Right, Fitzpatrick? So he's not. He's a, you don't think yeah, so? I think Fitzpatrick right now gives him the best chance to win, even though, like, Fitzpatrick, he's a good serviceable backup. He can be a spot starter. But, you know, when, you're, when your options are Gino Smith or Ryan Fitzpatrick, you don't have a, the greatest quarterback situation. I'll let Fish Patrick start before anything. Let Gino sit down and relax. Let him study somebody at least that it has seasoned before him. Because they just threw him out in the field with the Wolves. And look what he was doing. Yeah. I was just like, oh, man. There's another team I couldn't watch. Knicks and Jets. I almost died this last season. 
<laughs> the Knicks, Jets, the Mets, who the like the Mets yeah, were, were on fire at the beginning of the yeah, season. They people hope. and they went straight down. Came back to earth. Well, I mean, I mean, the Mets had some injuries here. Come on. Now, see, yeah. Marcus is the diplomatic one. I noticed that out of the he's, he's the diplomatic. Listen, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Mets. Why is that? There's another team. He to go I mean, somewhere. If you, if you live in New York, you gotta. You might not yeah. be from there, but you gotta pick a side. You gotta pick one of the teams. Yeah. And I, I picked know. the Mets. Yeah, yeah I, I I'm, I'm saying I picked the Mets. I wasn't gonna pick the Yankees. I got mad. The Yankees a bunch of bums anyway. I don't know. The Mets will never have that era like in 86 when they had Gary Carter, Sid Fernandez. You know, they had a whole squad back then. You you know know what? It's like we have this notion that, you know, like these teams can do like the 80s and like even the net, the the, the, the Yankees with the 90s. Like, it's not going to happen. Like like Patrick Hewen, he was the savior of the Knicks. Like when Patrick said, we're going to win a game and it's in front of the Daily News, you believed it. Like Patrick said, we're going to win it. We're going to win it. You know, and then when the, the Knicks, like, you know, choked, basically, it was like, you know, you know, I, I remember watching that game, you know, the old, I forgot who they were playing. Was it the Pacers with um, when Patrick Hewitt? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It was so disappointing, that game. You know, like, you know, but, it, was, it was it was heartbreaking. But that's the thing about these new Knicks, these new, these new Knicks kids now that's on the team. They have I'm no like heart. The kids. Yeah. They have no heart. That's one thing I can say. I guess you guys can agree with that. They don't have heart like the old, the old teams. Yeah, they're, they're like the they're like the Muppet babies now. You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> that's most of the NBA, I think. Oh no, the NBA. Like the you breathe on somebody, they call a foul, and yeah. you blink at them, they call a flagrant foul, and you even turn your back on them, they'll stare and call a, a, a what's called a technical, and you're gone for the game. Like the NBA is so soft now. It's just. Ridiculous. They look like Oscars for their dramatic, you know, dramatic performances of falling down and taking a, a, a elbow <laughs> shot. Well, yeah, right. Marcus, the, let, me, the, let me ask you, uh, Marcus, because you've lived in both New York and LA, and and uh, you know uh, they brought up the '80s when when a lot of the New York sports teams had their best eras. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think that maybe a small part of that is because in the '80s and even into the early '90s? That, you know, if you wanted to be a star outside of your sport, you really had to either go to New York or L.A., whereas now we live in a social media age where you can play for, you know, Milwaukee or you can play in Cleveland and you can be a star just, you know, through reaching out to people on the Internet. Uh, no, nah, but I don't think, I mean. So do you, th- you know what I'm saying, do you, is, is the draw of New York and being in that major media market as powerful as it once was? I don't think it was that powerful in the, in the 80s and 90s. Look at the, the, the kind of players the Knicks were attracting. They weren't guys that you would consider quote-unquote superstars. They were just these jail guys, guys that fit within the system, these dirty guys. They right. weren't they weren't attracting the big names. So you're saying, oh, you're saying it, it, that's the case because they're, they're now you're getting guys like Carmelo who want to be in the bright lights? No, what I'm saying is, you know, not just in... The, in uh basketball but also baseball football to me it seemed at least the narrative that was being said on tv was a a lot of the reason besides the money is that a lot of these players wanted to be in big markets whereas now anywhere can virtually be a big market because if you got a kid playing in chicago or a kid playing in milwaukee or a kid playing in green bay he can make himself a brand just through social media and and through that type of outlet i don't know there's a lot of those i mean even Early ninety Yankee teams, early ninety Dodger teams, they weren't they weren't drafting anyone because they were in Los Angeles or New York. They were shitty teams. I mean 
the uh, the Charlie Hayes heirs of the Yankees of the early 90s wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire, despite the, the city. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. No, but I, I, with, with the Yankees, I think it's with Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner made it, you know, he made, what, what did he call it? It was the like, American Iconic Team. Is that what he was calling the Yankees at one point? It made you want to go. Like, so now. The Yankees had superstars back then. Like, you know, yeah, like, like, but like they were, they were, they're, they're, I mean, yeah, in the seventies, but when they were good again in the nineties, their superstars came within, they, they didn't, right. they, they drafted and molded these guys, um, which made them such a, a dynasty for the, the mid nineties and early two thousands. Right. I, but I understand where Nate's coming from. It's like, if they say, yo, let's come play the new, play the New York, let's come play New York. If it's the Nets, Knicks, Giants, Yankees. He was gonna be like, nah, I'm not gonna know New York. Who wants to go there? <laughs> like, I'm not going there. Like, who wants to go to New York? L.A. Maybe. L.A. But I mean, you know, L.A. is not as great. It's exactly like L.A. is not. Yeah, see, I think L.A. I think L.A. still has that pull. Where, exactly. Whereas I don't LA think New York does. Well, no, that, you can ask the Laker right fans about that, about that pull. Nobody it's not wants working. to come here. Nobody wants. To I mean, come you here you got people there with with the Lakers. I don't think it's the problem with L.A. I think it's the problem with uh, number eight because you were able to get people. Dwight Howard. Went to LA, but Kobe is nah, not Dwight, Kobe is not that dude that you want to work with. Kobe Dwight, is going on Dwight record saying, "Hey, that Dwight was a trade because because he didn't want to be with Kobe." Yeah, he was like, "I'll take less money not to play with that dude." Now, but Kobe, but Dwight Howard's soft. Dwight Howard is he's too big to be that soft. He's extra soft. <laughs> <laughs> he's Oliver Miller soft. No, he's not even Oliver Miller. Soft. Don't insult Oliver Miller like that. He was big, but he had he, he was he had heart. Did he? What's name? Um, Dwight Howard. He played like yo. You can't even look at him, or he's gonna cry to the ref. Like yo, like why aren't you calling foul? And yeah, Kobe's a hard ass. Kobe thinks he's Michael Jordan. That's what it is. He thinks he can you know punch people in their faces like he did Steve Kerr and you know in, in the locker rooms and think everybody's gonna play. But it's like Kobe's trying. What Kobe's done anyway, who regardless of the fact. But L.A. does. I'm just saying L.A. has a little bit more prominence than New York. People would go to L.A. to play. Regardless of what, people will go. Nobody wants to come here. It's not like it used to be. Yeah, the weather's nicer in L.A. And yeah, it's always hot, sunny. I don't know if it ever rains in Southern California. How, does it, Marcus? Does it ever it, it, it rain? It rained yesterday. It rained. Okay. <laughs> I've never because been. Nobody ever wears bear jackets in California either, or in the Northeast <laughs> jackets. Right? Yeah. It, no. It, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no one wears it. No one wears. Oh, they don't even know what it is. No one wears the big bubble coats over there, you know, like in New York. In New York, when it's when there's winter in New York, is bad. It's winter, boy. Forget about it. But I tell you, feel like that social media does put an outlet for you to. It, it makes your your character and your, your your status a little bit more than as in you know without it back in the eighties and the nineties as in you know from the Twitter. Well, it, it's also the sponsors too, because you know we had like Patrick Hewing, but what the hell he was promoting? Some bullshit camera, like a Canon camera or something. Like he didn't really get any. I bought the Ewings. I bought the Ewings. I don't know if you guys, you guys, you guys are showing your age right now. I bought Ewings when I was younger. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't popular, dude. Come on, they be, weren't be, hot, be man. Real. It wasn't <laughs> yeah, I remember after a while, like the. I remember after a while, both the Ewings and the Elijahwans ended up in Payless. Were, yeah, <laughs> there were, the large ones were the small things. I remember those. Yeah, that's a while. Yeah, that's like a, what was those shoes? Uh, Steph Marbury came out with Marcus Starberries. The Starberries. Starberries. Yeah. yeah, but they yeah, were like, what the hell was doing? Even batteries. Like, you know, 
in New York. He was selling Stephen Barrett for like fifteen dollars. Yeah. He wanted to make it marketable for all people to use and play with, but you know, that's another one. Stuff on Marbury. I think he, isn't he still getting checks from New York still? Or I know uh, Bobby Bonilla still Bro. getting checks from the, from the Mets. Yeah, Marbury's over in China, but I know Bobby Bonilla is still getting paid. Was he playing the in Mets. China? Yeah, he's still he's in China. He won a championship in China, but I think yeah. I thought he was still getting paid from New York. Is he playing in China though? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's as yeah. we speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's like uh he's like a superstar in China. Yeah, they have like a I think they have like a actual statue dedicated to stuff on Mario Barry out there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they got a statue and they made a, a opera out, out of his life story. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's like a big deal over over in China. That's one thing. He can't even come back to the garden. They, he was in the garden, I believe it was a couple years ago, sitting front row. The security guards came and escorted him out. <laughs> What? They actually got him and escorted him out. He cannot be in the garden. But I think he's hey. still getting checks from them. Isn't Alan Houston still getting checks from them also? I think he might oh, be. Man. They made some bad deals. They horrible. 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 They so real quick, we're we going we gonna to transition to some movie talk. But one last Nick question. I want to ask you, uh, because I, I can feel the passion of, you know, talk, the, talk the, me, years of, of turmoil from, from being a Knicks fan. Who was yeah. a worse... <laughs> Who was the worst Knicks coach? Is it Derek Fisher? Was it Mark D'Antoni? Or was it Whoopi Goldberg in the movie Eddie? <laughs> no, Whoopi Goldberg. They started getting wins in, in, in Eddie. They started getting wins. <laughs> yeah, we can't hear on Whoopi Goldberg now. <laughs> so Eddie was a good coach. <laughs> Eddie was. He was. They started getting wins. But me, personally, I Derek Fisher got to go. He has to go. He has to go. Agreed. If I got to suit up and coach that team myself, I'll do it if they call me. Just give me the call. Yeah, I'll pick it on fishing, man. <laughs> Steve Kerr had a coach that fucking team last year. It wouldn't have mattered. They weren't going to win. Been, Steve Kerr is the, is the luckiest man alive because he was yes. Like, yes. he he was <laughs> down to New York or, or or the Golden State, and he was <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to go to Golden <laughs> State. Yeah, and if it was a wise York, decision. Crazy. Like, he was like, <laughs> hell no. I'm going to go Golden State. And look at them now. Yeah, yeah Steve Kerr is a very lucky man. Yeah. But as I mentioned uh, last time I was on the Atomic Podcast, we got into some movie talk, in particular Marvel movies, and, and there's a big Marvel movie that is open, I believe, this week. So uh, let's start our, our movie talk there. Uh, are you guys uh, amped about Ant-Man coming out this week? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll let you take it, E. I know you, I know you heart felt about Ant-Man. It, it, um, is it this week or next week? Because I know mean, this week is Terminator. It's next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today is Terminator, I believe. It came out on yeah, Wednesday. Today is Terminator. Yeah. Next week is Ant Man. I think next week might be Pixel too. Yeah, Pixel. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sold on that one. You're not sold on Pixel. The NBA uh, Finals didn't sell you on Pixel with no, Anthony what, Davis playing Davis CP. Playing again. Yeah, I saw. Oh uh, God, he needs to cut that unit, bro. That's what he needs to do. Get it. Get it over with. It's a quick shave straight down the middle. <laughs> no, but speaking about Ant-Man, I think Ant-Man is going to be a phenomenal movie for Marvel. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of positive reviews out there. Like, so far, the critics are loving the movie. And, you know, I think this is, is, is going to... I think people are going to see Paul Rudd in a different light. Besides him being a comedian, you're going to see that he could do drama. you see he does... In movies, he, he's done drama as well. But I think you'll see the complete package of 
Paul Rudd into, you know, and having, you know, Marvel loves to give that little bit of class. They're throwing in Michael Douglas in there. Just having Michael Douglas in a movie gives it a nice gravitas to the film. So I, I think it's going to be a phenomenal film. What do you think, Canon? Well, I do think they do give it a bit of class. They had Michael Douglas. Who else they had? They had um, Robert Redford. Uh, Michael King. Yeah, they have a lot of people that. Ti, they got Ti in the movie. They got two uh, a Spanish brother and 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 Ti in a freaking movie. They got some minority. <laughs> it looks like they're, they're it looks like they're all criminals in the movie. It seems like and um, oh, Paul Rudd like they had the ringleader. To be honest yeah, with well, you, that's what it's like. <laughs> it just seems it seems like, but I mean, good. Ti's getting work. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a good movie. I think it's going to be a different twist. Will it make as much money as the other movies? Absolutely not. Yeah, see, I, I think uh, uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of came out of nowhere last yes. summer and and made a boatload of money. But right. I don't think, like, I think Ant Man will do it'll do fine, but it's not going to make Guardians money. No, absolutely not. I think they'll double their money, which you know that's all they they really care about at the end of the day. I, I but see, in, I see it's going to make sixty million. I, I, I predict it'll be sixty million for Ant Man. And what thirty to make? You think e thirty million to make sixty million? I mean, they double it's sixty million. Uh, I think it'll, it'll, it'll do decent because it's, you know it's opening you know next weekend after the Labor Day, and you know people definitely are coming back from their vacations. They're going to want to see a superhero movie, so I think it's a perfect time slot. You know, especially you know Terminator's out this week. You know and I don't know how that's yeah. going to do, but having Arnold Schwarzenegger back in a role is definitely going to make some, you know, it's definitely going to make bank, but I think Ant-Man is going to is gonna win in the box office. But, you know, we'll find out in a couple of weeks and see. Well, I'm going to put it like this. I mean, I don't think everybody wants to see a movie about a guy with an ant that turns into an ant. That doesn't seem superhero-ish, to be honest with you. Like, you know, <laughs> people, are not, people are not like, oh, man, he turns into an ant? What type of crap is that? Like, who, what type of superhero is that? But, I mean, I know the story. We know... He knows the story, so you know that's why we're very particular on going to watch it. But I don't think the masses are going to want to see somebody that gets real little. Like, they actually oh, really sweep them up. As, as as the masses, the shit looks whack. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I should have told you, Marcus is not about that superhero life. Well, oh, for real, Marcus. Yeah, no. Understand. But did you see Guardians? What was your favorite Marvel film? I haven't seen Guardians. No, I, I've never been into comics, even as a kid. I just never got into it. So. Um, the last, I can't even tell you the last comic book movie. See, uh, The Dark Knight. Uh, no. Oh, Damn. wow. Yeah. <laughs> the Avengers, either? Like, I mean, that's like, you know, the big summer blockbuster. Like, everybody went to go see that. Nope. Did last you see Batman 1989 with the Prince music in it? Oh, no. <laughs> hey, no, hey, I hey, saw Batman 1964 or whatever it was. Adam West. Oh, Adam oh, West. <laughs> When he's running with the bomb. You saw it on TV, right? <laughs> I own it, actually, yeah. <laughs> you own it? Yeah. I would buy the bot set, too, if it was a little cheaper, the, the entire oh, okay. TV so, series. So Batman, is, is that's, that's your wheelhouse. But only only like classic Batman, not the, the current, Adam, I, the current but, stuff. Yeah, I, I don't care less about, but... So you like the scene. Batman Earth, where the shark was pulling on his Give me Earth a Kit, though, man. Come on. Earth a Kit. It's all that psychedelic... Yeah. Acid watching those movies. Okay, so that's that's Marcus's warehouse. But here's the question, Marcus, because uh, you know all four of us uh, watch wrestling, and and if you watch the WWE, something they've been pimping and promoting since WrestleMania has been this new Terminator movie, Terminator Genesis. Marcus, are you interested in seeing that? No. Well, uh, I, I, though I, I will say the trailer, it looks. 
doesn't look awful um but i don't think i'm gonna go out of my way to go see it um but considering i mean it's schwarzenegger and is what now 60s after yeah that's that's another thing like let me ask you guys a question seriously do you guys still think they should be using arnold as a terminator i mean he's damn near 500 years old like why is he still acting like a robot in the future and in the past but the storyline is a perfect explanation for that. You know, the skin of the, you know, of the endoskeleton. No, the skin no, no spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. No, spoilers. no I'm, I haven't seen the movie, <laughs> so I'm not spoiling anything. I haven't seen the film, but from what, you know, what, you know, it's out there. You can read it, you know what I'm saying? The Terminator's age, you know what I'm saying? The skin ages, but the, you know, but the endoskeleton stays the same. So, you know, from what it looks like, the storyline, you know, he goes back and, you know, uh, he goes back to the timeline where, I guess the T-800 actually comes to Earth to, you know, kill Sarah Connor. And then, like, the first you know, it's almost the like they're doing, like, the Days of Future Past where, like, they change the whole timeline, you know? And that, to I me, guess. is the one hook because, you know, I, I was not into the last couple of Terminators. Like, uh, was the T-3 I hated, and then I didn't even watch. That sucks. So, I didn't even watch the one with, uh, with your boy oh, Batman in it. Christian Bale. Uh, Christian Bale, yeah. Yes. I didn't watch that one. Uh, but then this one, like, the hook to me is... When when he's a, he's like I've been waiting for you and it's the young Arnold versus the old Arnold. I'm like, yeah, I might I might throw some money down on that. Yeah, yeah. you know what? I, I get that, you know. And but that's one of my gripes I have. I'm not gonna be, you know. I want to see that the older, but I'm getting kind of tired of seeing like Schwarzenegger and Stallone like doing action yeah. movies now. Like these throwing, guys throwing can literally as well. Right, well, well, Tom Cruise is a little bit younger. He still could pull off those Mission Impossibles. But, you know, these guys can literally go to the movie theater and get half off. Like, if they go to the PATH train in Times Square, in, in not even Times Square, Grand Central, they literally get half off the train. Like, these guys are old. They're the train here. What I'm saying is just the simple fact that they're senior citizens. And, like, I mean, it's just not believable anymore. Maybe when I was, you know, younger, I can get there was, you know, action heroes. But, I mean... Let The Rock do it or something. I don't know. That's, the, that's the crazy thing about it because the, the whole idea about the Expendables franchise was it was, it was almost like these dudes were kind of winking at you. Like, hey, we know we're the old guys, but, you know, we're going to go on this little adventure here. But right. th- not only do you have, like, the Expendables movies, but now you got Stallone still trying to do some stuff. You got uh, Schwarzenegger. Like, he, he's been all about some action movies. And, and then again, maybe it's because he got uh, child support and stuff to pay. But, uh, <laughs> like, he, he's been all about getting back into the action movie now. But it's just like, why? Like, like didn't I mean, he have that one last year where he was like the sheriff? At, uh, yeah, that one was town? Last stand. Yeah. Last stand, yeah. yeah. That, that was pretty that good. But, but remember, though, he couldn't do movies for a while because he was governor. And then, you know, when you're governor, you're not, you know, you're not allowed to, like, you know, do, you know, do any movies at all. Like, you know, like Donald Trump, you know, you know, before the whole cancellation <laughs> and everything like that, they couldn't show... The apprentice because there's a conflict of interest since he's running yeah, for well, president. Screw Donald, so. screw Donald Trump. Side note. Anyway, keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we we might end up talking about Donald Trump in our segment four, Marcus. Right. Yeah, it's been a rough, it's true, been man. a rough week for the for the Donald. Yeah, yeah <laughs> But yeah, so you talked about uh, Ant-Man. We talked about Terminator a little bit. But you brought up Sylvester Stallone. And I think that's a great segue because uh, uh, the trailer is now out for Creed, which is the latest movie in the Rocky franchise. And uh, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if Marcus has seen it yet. But uh, he's seen it. And uh, he was telling me it was pretty good. 
Yeah, you know, Michael B. Jordan is, you know, if you've seen Fruitville Station or if you've seen Chronicle, Michael B. Jordan is one to watch in the future as an actor. And just the trailer alone is like two minutes and change. But that trailer alone, like, you know, it doesn't feel like it's a Rocky movie. You know, Sylvester Stallone is in the movie, but he's not the main attraction. The main attraction is Michael B. Jordan, who plays the son of Apollo Creed, whose his name is like um, Adonis Johnson. And from what it looks like, you know, he's he has like a chip on his shoulder and, you know, he looks like he's just pissed at the world and everything. And you know, from the trailer alone, he looks like you would be. You would be too, though. To be fair, if your daddy got killed in the exhibition fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, like, like y'all couldn't stop this man. Y'all, he killing him. Y'all can't stop this. By a Russian. See, Rocky could have threw in the towel, but he told Rocky don't. He told Rocky no, don't throw it in. No, he said, "Don't throw in the damn towel, man. Throw in the damn towel." <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to throw it. Creed told him no. Creed said, no, don't throw it. No, 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 it was, it was, it was his trainer, the bald dude. I forgot his name. No, um, go back to it, E. Creed says, no, yeah, don't Creed, throw yeah, it. Creed was the one. Yeah. He was like, don't, don't throw in the towel. Don't matter Creed what. Says, don't throw it. But there's yeah. another thing. Is, ah, I mean, it looks okay, to be honest with you. But it's just okay. like, it sounds like the okay. same tied story, too. Like, I don't know. The guy is like, he's so macho, and I don't play by the rules. And then, you know, you're going to have this guy, Rocky, he's going to help me win, I don't know, some golden gloves. It just seems so cliche. Like, I think I've seen, it's like I've seen the movie already. Like, well, well, the Rocky watching. movies are cliche, though, but let me say, the last Rocky Balboa movie was phenomenal. We saw that together, Isa. You even shed a tear in that movie. That was a oh, phenomenal listen. movie. It just came, it, honestly, it was, I was just kind of surprised. Like, I was kind of surprised that they actually did it. But then go back to that, I mean, it's kind of a different twist to how they're doing it, but still, it looks just like the same way. The kid, the black kid that, you know, doesn't play. And it seems like he doesn't even know his father, to be honest with you, if, he, if, I, if I recall correctly in the trailer. Yeah. Like, he didn't really know Apollo Creed. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to see it anyway. And, you know, it, it's, not, it doesn't, it's not even the same the same wife from the, the past couple of Rockies that she was in. Uh, you know, the one that, you know, his um, um, Creed's wife that died when she watched him die in the ring. Remember? Yeah, right, right. right. A different mom or something, you know, unless it's, it's, a, unless it's an actress. So. Oh, I thought it was in the same. I don't know. He said he doesn't know him. He never knew him. Yeah. He didn't know uh, Unless, you know, Apollo has a chick on the side or something. And, he you might. Know, like, <laughs> I mean, he was the was master a... of disaster, the Count of Monte Fisto. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, Count exactly. of Monte Fisto, I remember. <laughs> Oh man! It's, uh, my question on that though, in the trailer, was uh, was the trainer in the movie? Because to me, he is like one of the secret highlights of all the Rocky movies. The 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 black trainer oh, yeah. that looks like black Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see him in it. I don't know. I he's in the movie. Like Duke. Yeah, Duke. Yeah, 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 Duke. <laughs> he gotta be in the movie. I mean, come on. Me, and Mitchell, Duke is still alive. Hold on. <laughs> Duke is seventy-eight. Duke is seventy-eight. Oh. Yeah, he's got to be in the movie. Check his check nah. his um IMDb. He's not listed yeah. on this filmography. Oh, that's, here. that's I heard uh I know I know your boy uh, Carl Weathers is salty though because he wanted to be in Rocky Balboa and Stallone was like, nah, man. But what he's gonna resurrect from the dead? Like how did he, he, yeah, he, wanted, he wanted to apparently have like some scenes where it flashback. was like right flashback footage where Rocky and Apollo was talking and Stallone was like, nah, I'm good. He just wants that paycheck. Yeah. How how was he gonna do a CGI back to because Carl Weathers has to be at least in his sixties, early seventies. Oh, he still got that same mustache. That mustache has not changed. <laughs> that push brew mustache. He still got. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Uh, what would he possibly? Uh, 
Oh gosh, let him live. Oh, let him die. But they could do something like at the end of uh, at the end of uh, what was it? The third uh, was it Revenge of the Sith? Where uh, at the end, Anakin or, or uh, Obi Wan looks up and and uh, and, uh, and no, it's the remastered one. I'm, I'm getting my Star Wars confused. But it was at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi on the remastered version where you see Anakin, the uh, Hayden Christensen dude. Oh, the, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, at the end of the fight, uh, Michael B. Jordan wins, and he looks up, and there's his daddy in the sky, standing next to uh, a. <laughs> give him the thumbs up with the big um Abraham Lincoln um red, white, and blue top hat. Like, yeah, yeah. He looks, at, he looks at Rocky. He's like, yeah, Rocky. You know, I'm sleeping with Adrian up here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a hell of a oh, move, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying it comes out in November though, and they're already showing the trailer already. Damn, it's almost Christmas if you think about it. So halfway there. Yeah, it's right around the corner. Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna check that one out, Marcus? Because we know you like you like the Rocky movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself a Rocky. I haven't seen all of them. Um, what? You listen, haven't seen I'm, one. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm, I'm not a movie guy. Oh yeah, 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 Marcus. We, we, we discovered that the first week of the show, or, or the first uh, couple months of the show, when we were given our favorite uh, boxing movies or sports movies, and Marcus's choice for one of his favorite boxing movies was uh, he had Rocky. Was it Rocky Three? Uh, Rocky, Rocky Four, I think. Yeah, he, you, he Marcus had Rocky Four. He had the Tyson documentary, and he had the Mike Tyson punch out training montage as his three choices. <laughs> favorite boxing movies, yeah. Oh crap! Whoa! <laughs> I think he's gonna say at least Raging Bull or something, but no, Mark Marcus <laughs> Never is not a. Movie head. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of boxing movies coming out. What's the other one that's coming out soon? Yeah, the one with the uh, Fifty Cent. Oh yeah, um, Southpaw with um. What's the kid's out name? Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah, that looks really good. But you know, there's another cliche movie again. Like he lost as a kid, and he has to fight to get her back. Like. Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah, they're running out of ideas. Like I think they might be. Boxing, yeah, boxing movies are, are kind of they tend to lend themselves to cliche. Yeah, it's like I mean, you know, he's gonna win and he's gonna get the kid back at the end. And you know, Fifty Cent looks like he's kind of like I don't know if he's a boxing promoter or whatever the case may be, but just looks kind of shaky. I don't know. I don't nah, know. It's, 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 it's no, uh, it's no great white hype. Like that was a boxing. Oh movie. no! You see, that movie was good. You see, that was <laughs> a good movie. <laughs> I actually like Great White Heights. See that one. You didn't see that one, did you, Mark? No. Nah, he's, he's help, help, you, you probably like it, man, because it's uh, Samuel Jackson, uh, Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans is the worst. Oh, no, man. Not, not in this one. He's playing the champ, and he's like out of shape. You need to get in shape. And he's like, I'm in shape. Round is a shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty great, Marcus. No, nah, it's a pretty good movie. You want to? You probably it's probably on Netflix. I don't know. There's another bot movie yeah. come out as well. Which um, one? On uh, shit. Let me find the name of it. But there's a third one, and I was like, it just seems like a lot for like you a lot at the same Floyd time. This Floyd made boxing hot again. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's God. true. Especially you that's not go with Floyd. <laughs> what are, you, what, are, what are your thoughts Floyd. about Floyd, brother? Um. um uh, 
you know, he actually goes, like, um, every, like, couple of months, he usually comes around where I work at on 47th Street in Madison, because he shops at the Diamond District. He closes down shop at the Diamond District just to buy, like, a few trinkets, mm-hmm. and him and his uh, money money team of big buff looking, looking like wrestler security guards are there with him while he's shopping, but him as a boxer, I just, you know, he could be like that, because he's, he's phenomenal, you know, he, he, he's phenomenal, no matter... You know, people, you know, thought Pacquiao was going to do Everybody had Cotto. Everybody thought he was going to get defeated. But, you know, you can't say say what you want about the man, but he's still undefeated. He's a champion. He runs, but, you know what I'm saying, he, he connects. He, you know, he's, he, you know, he studied the science of boxing. He's he's phenomenal, you know. You know, I don't like his attitude, but I can't disrespect his ability. All right. Well, I mean, can, can I give my opinion? Sure. Yeah, just yeah. be honest with you. I, I don't think think he fights. Okay, the, the guy's undefeated, yes, granted. Okay, can't take away from his record. Does he fight people in when they're past their prime? Absolutely. Absolutely. You think Pacquiao think was past his prime? Pacquiao was past his prime. Pacquiao, he didn't oh, yeah. fight Pacquiao when Pacquiao was in his prime. The argument would be, yes, he didn't fight Pacquiao in his prime, but he wouldn't have made the same amount of money, and both sides wouldn't have made the same money if he did fight Pacquiao in his prime, I don't think. I think I the reason so the reason why not. he cashed in was the reason why he cashed in was he, he they strung this along for years and yep. years and years. Right. They weren't they weren't going to sell four million pay per views uh, if they did this fight in 2012. They just no. weren't. Um, like you said, like it is a money thing. You're absolutely right, Marcus. It is money, but he doesn't fight the guys that he should be fighting, and the guys that he does fight and he really does good. We know he's better than them. I don't know if you okay. saw the hat, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't the hat and fight. I don't have it was he was going to win against that one. That but I mean that was Hatton's that was Hatton's prime though. I mean Hatton yeah, went I, there was no Reggie Hatton after Floyd crushed him. So that's why I give it to him. I give it to him. De, De La Hoya was finished when he decided to fight him. Like that was it. We know Mosley was done. Mosley was another one. That was I was I would say De La Hoya was finished, but at that point Floyd didn't have the clout to really command that fight because prior to, to, to De La Hoya, Floyd's Biggest win was probably what Zab Judah maybe. Um, yeah. So and I mean that was that down. that's I think the De La Hoya fight sort of marked the beginning of the Floyd era in 2007, and then right, from there on you can you can go back and, and see outside of maybe fighting Cotto, um, the rest of the guys maybe Marquez Marquez wasn't washed up yet, but Marquez outside of those two up. outside of those two guys you you can make the argument yeah Mosley was done Ortiz was a bum. Yes. Uh, Guerrero was not ready for that fight. No, he was. Uh, was Canelo, Canelo was not washed up, but he wasn't ready for that fight. Yeah, he got Canelo at the right time. Yeah, um, yeah. and then Marcos. Marcus, think about it. Like you think about it. You think these if these guys were actually really prepared and these guys actually were, let's say, in their prime or not on the way downhill. Wouldn't Mayweather be would Mayweather be undefeated still? But here's the thing: if he if he wasn't fighting those guys, who is out there that's actually was actually going to be a, that's a another threat? That's, that's, I mean, there wasn't anyone in his division. I mean, he already moved up. He's moved up a couple times to fight guys at 154. So you can't say he's been hiding completely because he's willing to move up. Um, mm-hmm. So at 147, he pretty much cleared out the division. Uh, you can make the argument now if his his last fight in September, if he's fighting. If he's just going for that last win and not really going for a challenge, um, yeah, you, you can you can say that might tarnish his resume a little bit. But if he's fighting Khan, I mean, Khan might be the best option for him at this point because I don't want to see him fight Sean Porter. Sorry. 
Now is 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 Khan? Can you say Khan is 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 semi, or he's in his prime as we speak right now? Uh, I mean Khan is probably this is probably the best. Yeah, he's probably the best he's going to be at this point. I don't think Khan's a great fighter overall, but I don't see him um, getting much better than this. So he, if he's going to fight him, you should just fight him now. So do you think he's he was going to give I, I, me personally? This is what I thought. This was my whole thing, and I did a podcast on it also that. He was gonna. They were gonna either make Pacquiao win, and then give him the rematch in, I guess, this September, or he was gonna win. Mayweather's gonna win, which he did, and still give him the the rematch again, and you know, make buku bucks after that. So now I'm what hearing that. Make, what do you think make Pacquiao win? It's not set up. No, no. Me personally, I didn't think because look the way boxing is set up. You think they would really let him be retired undefeated? I can't see that. I don't. Who is, has been retired that was undefeated? Rocky Marciano. Every time somebody bring up boxing, somebody <laughs> got to bring up Rocky Marciano. Exactly. <laughs> but I, like, who? Like, I, I didn't think they were gonna let him literally go undefeated. We know he has tax problems. We know he always fighting to pay his taxes because you know he sp- he spends his money on these. Luxurious items, and he that, can't. Doesn't pay. he go to the clubs and then buy jewelry? So he got, he still got money. He sleeps with his money. That doesn't make a difference because you can sleep with your money, not pay taxes. Remember, he's a fighter. He's not. He's not doing like you know. If we have nine to fives, they get taken out of checks. He has to pay. He has to cut checks and pay the tax. Yeah. you know, pay the um, the taxes. So he does have tax problems, just like Pacquiao had tax problems. Obviously, you know, in, in the Philippines, you know, yeah, everybody has to pay, but. I thought they, they weren't going to let him win. I, I didn't think they're going to let him stay undefeated. That's just absurd to me. I don't think. I, I don't. I, don't I mean, I, I I think boxing has issues, but I don't think it has the control to determine if a guy is going to stay undefeated or not. Um, no. I, I, I remember the, the, the Spurs and Lakers. That's uh, that's they, what, they weren't calling. They weren't calling those fouls. <laughs> Listen, not uh, calling those fouls. Mayweather brings in more money to the state of Nevada than anyone. Out there, right? Any right, any right. business, any person, any. I mean, he, he's up there. So, yeah. um, and they just announced over the weekend that he, his fight generated one billion dollars that weekend in Vegas. So, uh, any any time they get Floyd fighting, they'll take it. And if it's a win, even better. But I, I think he fights September. He wins. Um, he's threatening the retirement thing. I'm not buying it. His contract's up, so I think he's on it. He's going to, I think, open the new arena. On the strip in 2016, and that'll be it. And he'll have to sign a, a one-fight deal with with HBO or Showtime or whoever he wants to, to cash out on. And yeah, I don't see him. I don't see him fighting past 50. Like you know, huh? I don't think. I, I think he's gonna lose. I don't think to, he's gonna uh, lose to who? Khan? Uh, well, I don't know. I, 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 with Amir Khan, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I, I thought Pacquiao was gonna beat him. <laughs> I'm gonna nah, be honest with you. I, I mean, I've been the only person on earth at this point. There's no one that could beat him. No one. Well, if he's Floyd fights straight, Floyd fights straight he's, up. He's been know? fighting straight. I mean, though. He's been, listen, he's Pat, I mean, granted, Pacquiao was injured. We found out, but Floyd outpunched oh. Pacquiao. I mean, for people who say he's a defensive fighter, he he threw more punches than Pacquiao did, injury or not. So, yeah, you know, he and they, he landed way more than Pacquiao. Yeah. Also, that, that's another thing I I noticed. I was just watching the fight. I spent money on that. I spent Ooh. money on that. I'm, I'm about sorry. to call. Pacquiao's team to see if I get a refund on like you know twenty percent back. Get in my lawsuit. That's why. That's why you feeling some type of way. Uh-huh. Tell me hundred dollars talking. You ain't lying, brother. You ain't lying. I'm just sitting there like, why did I spend my money on this? 
Yeah, he didn't, he didn't watch it at no sites. He actually paid nah, for it. Nah, I stayed home. I had people come over. He, he didn't want to come over from all the way from Manhattan to Brooklyn. I told him to come over. He didn't far. That's very far. I think yeah. just like, I sat there and watched it, and I was just like, man, is this really happening? I thought it was going to be at least a knockdown one. No. These fights go 12, like, they go the full distance, and it's like, they're pretty boring after a while. And that's what, when it comes to Floyd, I think, like, you can... No, you can't take his greatness away from him. He's he's one of the greatest fighters that we've seen. He's he's definitely you know arguably the greatest of this era. But I think that he's not going to get the same type of love as someone like a a uh, Roy Jones or Bernard Hopkins, even though those guys have losses on their record. Uh, or even down here in Virginia, somebody like Sweepy Whitaker, who was a defensive yeah, fighter. No no, yeah. he, right, he was a defensive fighter that stood right in front of you and, and you right. ways to make you miss. Like, I think that because of the way Floyd fights, he's never going to get kind of that mainstream love, but you can't take away what he did between the ropes. And I think maybe his biggest success is that, like Marcus said, you know, being able to control the power like he's one of the few boxers that have been able to dictate terms to the sport instead of the other way around right 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 i do see that uh, i can't take that away from him maybe i don't know you know what and i'm gonna be honest maybe it's that comment he said that he's better than muhammad ali and i'm not gonna i just it just kind of threw me off when he said that i mean well i'll say now he is better but you know well, probably back then huh? well i mean you think he i mean I'm saying, huh. it's, it's, I'm saying it's it's you know it's all subjective. Boxing is. Wait a minute, are you are you suggesting that Floyd fight Muhammad right now? E is that what you're suggesting? No, 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 no. I, I think I, I think I it. think right now I might be better than Muhammad Ali, and I'm no. not even fighting. Screw <laughs> it, let him no, fight no. him. I, I'm saying you know I, you know you got to give Floyd credit just for being cocky and being <laughs> that confident. He's that confident of a fighter. He he can't even say that Muhammad Ali is better than him. That's how confident of a fighter he is. He's not going to give somebody else credit mm. for that. I'm you know what I'm saying you know. You know, I don't agree with what he said, but, you know, he's Floyd Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? You expect the unexpected with him. He's going to say controversial shit. Come on, dudes in TMZ have the whole time for spousal abuse or something. You know, he's he's Floyd, you know? Like, you know, I respect his boxing ability, but, you know, he's going to say controversial stuff. You see, we're talking about him. He's, he he knows what to say to get people to talk about him. You know, they don't call him money. Yeah, that comment was kind of out of line. Uh, that huh? was line. I think that comment was a little, little overboard. A little overboard. No. And Ali has lost. Yeah, but would you did, did you expect him to say that oh Muhammad Ali is the greatest of all time? I didn't I didn't expect that coming from his mouth. That's what I'm trying to say. Like I didn't think he was gonna say that. No, right. You know what's funny? It's just the simple fact is that they don't have fighters in his caliber, so he does beat them. So then he can say that he's the you know, the greatest of all time. I remember a certain person last week, well, no, it was last week, two weeks ago, said that he's the greatest player on earth also. Look at him now. LeBron. LeBron James. I said that he was the, what did he say? He was the greatest player in the world? Yeah, he said he's the greatest player in the world. Greatest player in the world. Can't even take his team to a championship. I mean, he, you know, considering what he did, oh, though, come man. come on. He, yeah, like, <laughs> that, like, that team was basically LeBron and the four of us. Exactly. exactly. I don't know how these guys have a triple like, double. Yeah, LeBron had to drag game. those dudes to the finals. <laughs> he literally had to LeBron. LeBron game. basically so was gem as a hologram. He was gem. You know. <laughs> oh God, that's the what an analogy. And, and, so and his team was a hologram. He literally had to have it for them to even come close to the golden to the um to Golden State. 
And I'm not being biased. I'm just saying that certain things, like the humbleness needs to be eh, a little bit there when you're talking about, you know, your craft. I just, that's how I feel, to be honest with you. I'm not taking away from anything he does, even though he has a bunch of crackheads in his division, Mayweather, but still. I agree. You know, that, that's something Marcus and I always talk about. You know, you got to be humble. And, and you know, we, we send that message out to all the listeners because they are listening to the Kings of Sport, the greatest podcast in the world today. Uh, we better than Mark Marin. We better than Kevin Smith. We better Uh-oh. than Curtis. Tell him. Tell him. <laughs> John Pollock, Way Ting. John Pollock, Way Ting. We coming for you, Nick. <laughs> Tell him. Let him know. Let him know. <laughs> but real quick, because that's what I wanted to kind of end on in, in this our little discussion today, because, uh, man, podcasting has become an interesting thing. The, one of the big stories uh, last week was the president going on Mark Maron's podcast. And and I think we've reached a point where, you know, you've got people like uh, Chris Hardwick and the Nerdist and Kevin Smith and, and all of his shows where podcasting has become something that is not as niche as it was a couple years ago. And now it's something that people are, you know, it, it's, it's an active part of people's days, whether they're on the road or going to work or, you know, at the beach in the summertime. And so, you know, my question to you guys is real quick before we get out of here is, you know, a, how did you guys get started with, with the atomic podcast and B, you know, just considering all the things that are going on right now in social media and the way technology is evolving, where do you see this art form, this medium, this, some would say it's an art form. Some would question that. Uh, where do you see, this thing right now with we're with uh, folks and podcasting and and just the communication in general. So right. if you, you can answer that that long ass question. Okay, <laughs> so, you, you want to answer the first one? Well, the first one I'll give the first part A. Well, Ephraim Ephraim just woke up one day and just texted me was like, "Let's start a podcast." He said he because he you listens to a lot of podcasts from. Stone Colds and what else do you listen to? You listen to a bunch of stuff on a daily basis oh, on your yeah. phone that's killing your um, battery um, on a daily. <laughs> um, AMC Movie Talk, um, yeah. um, AMC Heroes, um, the Schmoes Know. Well, um, stop giving these people plugs. Stop giving these people plugs. Listen. Well, I'm <laughs> just you said what, what I listen to, but yeah, you know, from wrestling podcasts, all types of podcasts. You, you listen to all of them, and it's like you know, we were sitting there, like me and him are very both opinionated people. We have our thoughts, and he was like, "Yeah, we should start it." Like, why not? What else are we doing? So we just, I mean, we don't have the extravagant setup, like, you know, a, a big, huge studio. But we just, what we have, we do what we have. And then we just, you know, voice our opinions and let the world hear it. And what was the second question, Nate? Because it was uh, a long one. It, yeah, it, it definitely was. Admittedly, it was a long question. But right. uh, in, in terms of podcasting in general and, and the the advancements in social media and the acceptance of podcasts like with the president going on a uh, mark Marin show where, where do you see podcasting going like do you think it it can eventually get to the point where uh shows like yours and ours can can start making some change up in here yeah i think yeah it's like be- you know I, I just think you know a lot of shows get their and i, and I do mean so, I, I mean social change as well as in monetary change yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you know i think podcasting pretty much has been around for a while you know what i'm saying but i guess it was it was called something differently you know because i know there was like you know not i want to say a podcast but people put like you know interviews on 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 on, on the pc and you know and, you know back then it was like the nokia phones and stuff like that but i remember like hearing interviews on pcs and you know 
oh, I'm not thinking what it was like the the ninety fives or something like nineteen ninety five or whatever. <laughs> I just remember hearing stuff online. But um, I think it's it's getting bigger because the thing about social media and thing about the internet is anybody could do it from grandma's basement. You know, and I'm saying anybody could do one, but it takes it it takes um dedication it takes content and you know it's not a lot of ramp you can't you can't just ramble you just can't do a show just to do a show because you want to call somebody you want to speak to the rock rock do my show do my show and then you know you become fanboy just so you can have a conversation with somebody you like or whatever you know you you, you know you have to have a format you have to have you know dedication you gotta you gotta you gotta be prepared too you gotta be prepared on who you're gonna speak with you gotta know what you're talking about you know you, i'm not saying that you have to be an expert but whatever podcast medium you're you're good at you have to be you have to know that field you know like if i'm gonna do a podcast about ballet well i better know some ballet i better know who's the top ballet dancer in the world i i I better know about calluses and feet i better know about ligaments i better know about a lot of things you know so but i think it's on podcasting in general i think it's just gonna get bigger there's gonna there's there's gonna be it's just still this podcast look even freaking shaquille o'neal has a podcast now like anybody could have one, you know. It's just phenomenal, you know. I don't know if you even heard people, that, even yet. people that can't talk. Exactly. You know? What the say half the time on, ES, on, on, on TNT? What's going on with Shaq? I have no clue. You know, he, he has a freaking podcast. It, it, it boggles my. Snooky has a podcast. Everybody oh, has God. a podcast. Kathy Lee Griffith, you know, no, Kathy Lee Gifford. I mean, has a podcast. You know, it's 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 amazing. Like you know. Any, anybody could do it and the thing is you don't need a studio you don't need you know you don't need like these you know you know a couple of thousand dollar equipments or hundred dollar equipments you know you could just have a, a recorder you could just have buy a little mic from um best buy a 20 dollar mic or something you know and you could you know as long as you have uh, you know you know people are going to want to hear you. either either they're going to listen to you or they're not you know it depends on what subject you talk about and you know everything attracts somebody you know just like you know there's certain men who like certain women there's certain men that like big butt women some who like flat butt women you know is this is it's subjective it's all subjective you know i think it's going to take over it. like it's going to be bigger than radio these podcasts i think radio is going to be obsolete after a while everybody's uh, just one you know but i mean at this point do you listen to the radio Fellas, do you guys listen to the radio besides the, in your car, maybe going to work or something? Um, if I'm not in the car, no. And when I'm in the car, I usually listen to satellite first, and then right podcast, and then if there's nothing else, I'll listen to the traditional. Exactly, the radio. And in, in LA, you have the beat 105, right? Is that what it is, or uh, Power 106, 19.3, the beat. Uh huh. Okay, the beat. Yeah. See, I mean. Here we have, um, hot, well, you know, the urban station, Hot 97, and Power 105. And, but here's the thing. If I, li- if I were in New York, I would listen to Power and Hot 97 oh. more be- just because the the musical offerings we get out here in L.A. are a little behind. So I think if you have a great station, regardless of, you know, regardless, you'll listen to it. But we don't have the option here. That's why I listen to more satellite. Right. It's exactly. You see? You people want to, you know, be able to relate to the people that they're actually listening to. You know, if you hear the same thing all the time, and it's just people want to, you know, gain the feeling of, you know, being understood by somebody that, you know, just like them and understands and likes yeah. the same type of content. That's why hey, we're podcasting. Yeah, like, 
like someone who's not talking down to you, someone who's like on your level, like, all right, you know, I can see myself hanging with this guy because he's saying what exactly what I would say. And it's not somebody who's like throwing their college degree in your face and like, you know, talking almost like down to you or something, you know, it's almost like it's, it's, it's relatability, you know, like, hey, you know, I, I see a person of color on a podcast, you know, and he's talking, you know, and, you know, I, I, I get what he's saying, you know, um, I lived in that area where he lived at, you know, it's also about like becoming familiar with that person person too you know it's not about like you know it's not really like about a race thing or anything like that i'm not trying to make it that way but it's also like you know it's like you know like if, if nate if someone's listening to you and you're from newport news virginia you know like hey i'm from there too and you know hey we're you know you know he he worked at this place I, i'm I, you know I'm, I'm there with him he's a he's a sports fan too i'm there with him somebody could relate to you as a person who who works at wall street and doesn't you know doesn't know you from a hole in the wall you know what i'm saying, what I'm saying? like yeah, I think part of the problem with, with uh, you know, kind of traditional terrestrial radio now is that a lot of the shows, whether it's music shows or, or the, you know, the morning zoo shows or sports shows, a lot of mm-hmm. them are syndicated now, you know, so right. it's a national show instead of, you know, when I was growing up in the 90s, it, uh, we had a lot of local shows. So it yeah. felt like these were people, like you said, you could connect to, you could relate to. You heard the same callers, you know, once or twice a week. And, and you know, it, it felt like the people that were doing the show, you know, of course they didn't know you, but you felt like they appreciated you for listening to the show. Whereas now everything is so national and, and the, the local radio show is, is slowly kind of fading out. I think podcasts are stepping into that role where, you know, if you listen to... The, it's like the best of both worlds because this is a show that Marcus is in L.A., I'm in Virginia, and it's a local show in a certain extent, but it's also a show that we've got listeners in Canada, we've got listeners overseas, um, we've got listeners south of the border in Mexico. Shout out to Donald Trump. I'm not yet. <laughs> I think that's I think that's what uh that that's where podcasting is going and and I like that you brought up race because one thing that I talked with E about a while ago uh, after I'd gone on the Atomic Podcast is that ultimately I'd like to see more cooperation between podcasts and particularly uh, between podcasts that are done by African Americans or minorities because. Like, there's a lot of good shows out there. You know, you talk about the Atomic Podcast. You talk about uh, Black on Black Cinema is a show that I love. Uh, Three Black Geeks is a really good show if you're into comics and, and video games and stuff like that. Um, but we're so fragmented, whereas, you know, I'd love to see a day where we could have kind of a a minority version of the Nerdist or, or of what Kevin yeah. Smith has and, and, and have a place where somebody's like, hey, I want to hear some some a sports show or a movie show done by somebody with a different perspective than what I'm getting all the time. I'd love for there to be an an entity like that, uh, that exists. That would be something that'd be dope. I I, I would, I would hopefully like to work at that station. If that's available soon enough, because that we need that. We don't have that. We don't have that as collective. I mean, collectively, it don't seem like we want to do that either, but I mean, that's another story for another time. Yeah, no, yeah, so but, all, all know, we got to do, Marcus, is find out how to get get a whole lot of money, and then we can start putting this network together. Oh, so I'm gonna leave that up to you. Somebody. Yeah, I work on that. I'm, yeah, you're yeah, the start. organized one, so I'm gonna leave that up to Marcus. Yeah, Marcus, <laughs> like he's, the organ, he's he's on point. Marcus is ready, to, ready to go. 
Yeah, you can start a Kickstarter fund. You know, start a Kickstarter fund for a minority-based podcast. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you leave it up to me. I'll be like, oh yeah, Marcus. By the way, Bill Gates called yesterday, but I forgot. To- <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> oh, good stuff, fellas. Uh, but for the people out there oh, that uh, Nate, so- um, you said you was going to mention about Donald Trump. What's your take on Donald Trump? Oh, man, we're we going to talk a little bit more about Donald Trump in our next segment. But real quick, I want to just say, man, it's like, it, it, surprised, I, it doesn't even surprise me. Like, Donald Trump, even after all the stuff he said, is still running second in the polls right now, in the, in the uh, opinion polls for the uh, Republican presidential candidates, uh, only behind Jeb Bush. And it's like, man, come on. If, if, if Donald Trump is the president, I, I, I got a lot of people I'm looking, I'm looking real suspicious at. If, if he ends up not only getting the Republican nomination, but somehow finding a way into the White House, I'll be looking at a whole lot of people real suspiciously. Now, but would I'm, you I'm, looking at, I'm looking at people. I'm looking at people real suspicious now because if you see those comments online, especially in TMZ, a lot of people like either they agree with Donald Trump or you know they're like you know in, in between. It's, it's it's just phenomenal how like you know. He's he's on top of the polls for for you know even like the stuff that he says is just like the way he come out of his mouth like oh my god like wow really yeah, I, I'm not with none of that the bushes they seem like it's a it's a party joint they pass it off to the dad they pass it off to the brother and they pass it off to Jeb like we don't need none of that to be honest with you I'm not even surprised at Donald Trump his him and that toupee of his I think they have their mind of their own they're in another world or something like that so. A I world without Mexicans. <laughs> right. <laughs> the hardest working yeah, then, people on earth. Yeah. One of the, and the, the you, hardest. And who, and who made the Trump building? I bet you a bunch of Mexicans. I was like, who, yeah. who, built, who built all them casinos and apartment complexes Trump got? Right. Exactly. And who, who makes Don, Donald Trump's ties? China. And he talks about China. <laughs> They're the ones that made his ties. So, uh, so the you know, who made his hands? Really yeah. Exactly. I think it was a German exactly. that did that one. <laughs> <laughs> Who drives uh, to the airport? You know, like it's 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 phenomenal how he'll just talk about minorities, and then you know it's you know saying then you know h- half of the people who are Miss USA, Miss Universe were pretty much minorities. You know, so I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's a passionate subject. You know, it's a passionate subject. And if you want to hear more passionate subjects, uh, you can check out the Atomic Podcast. They've had some uh, great interviews. Uh, you can check out check them out. They've talked to uh, people like uh, Tyrus, aka Brodus Clay, uh, Kenny Bolin, which I'm sure that show was ri- just ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Richard Bay, uh, Cynthia Rothrock. So yeah, the E and the Cannon. They 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 come through with the. Uh, uh, a lot of different takes, whether it's sports or movies or comic books, pop culture. So uh, you should definitely give them a listen. Uh, Canon, if, if people want to check out the show, where do they need to go? Uh, we are on Stitcher. We are on iTunes. And our main, main, main where we are at is SoundCloud. It's the Atomic Podcast for each and every one of them. You can Google us. We're there. You can just It will pop up. You can take it from there. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys finally got on Stitcher because that was the one thing when, when I came on the show and me and E were talking after the show. I was like, man, you guys got to get on Stitcher because... Yeah, it was because, um, because of you. It's because of you. When we, listened to you we took your advice, brother. People listen to stuff now, man. They, they listen on their phones. They, you know, they're on the go. Like, I, I used to listen to podcasts through my iPod, but once I got my, my phone, I was like, 
I came late to the smartphone party, but once I found Stitcher, I was like, oh, shit, all the shows are on here. So that's yeah. how I listen to uh, <laughs> my, my podcast now. So I'm glad I can finally get the Atomic Podcast on my phone. Yes, oh, sir. We're there. Just look us up and you'll pop up. Yes. yes yep. Stitcher is amazing. And iTunes is amazing. Find them on uh, Twitter at uh, DA Atomic Podcast, the Atomic Podcast on Twitter. And uh, yes, what? What's on the show uh, this week, fellas? Well, well, um, um, well you, you want to say it, E? You can you well, speak your class. Well, well, I, yeah, I gave my you know personal opinion about the new Nick draft, the um, the um, the, the player that we drafted. I, I, I don't say his name because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to butcher it because I'm bad with pronouncing names. <laughs> Porzingis. <period>. Say <laughs> it again, Marcus. How do you pronounce it? I Porzingis. Okay, all right. I'm not going to say it again. See, I'm going to butcher the guy's name. He needs a nickname. Yeah. Just, call him, just call him poor little Tink Tink. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, I gave my opinion on how I feel how he's going to be a tremendous player in the future. And I think, E, we did an 80s talk after, after that also. It was I think it was a, a little earlier this week also, too, right? Yeah, we did a, a show talking about the 80s. We definitely talked about um, Jumping the Holograms movie that coming out a little bit of gi joe math transformers so we talked about like our era in the 80s talk about how the 80s was good and um there's a recent inter- interview i just did with alpha female where we talked about wrestling okay. but we talked about her being adopted in germany so um, it was a pretty personable interview so definitely catch that okay sounds, sounds good fellas well we definitely appreciate it there goes nate's microphone this is why I put the show, people. This is why. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks, fellas, for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Oh, uh, thank you. No, thank you, brother. Thank you, guys. We appreciate the love, man. Thank you. No problem. And I'm man. back. And he's back. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just the time to go. <laughs> but yeah, yeah thanks for coming on. on. Yeah, we gonna have to we gonna have to do this again sometime. Whether it's uh, us coming on your show or you coming on our show, and we, you know we want definitely want to keep this uh, relationship going and. And for those out there that have not checked out the show, uh, definitely check out the Atomic Podcast. Uh, it's uh, where they blow up the news on a verbal scale. That's what I've heard. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. If you want to be right. intellectually stimulated, listen to us. There you go. So that's uh, E and the Cannon from the Atomic Podcast. We are Marcus and Nate, the Kings of Sport.